City! For the better part of the next three hours, I am your voice. This is Anthony Herod on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. All kinds of news coming out of Hallis Hall. A little excitement in the city. A welcome change as it relates to Bears news. Broadcasting live from the score Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Tech Zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And uh, guest line. Guests will join me tonight on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And uh, any other sponsors that I've forgotten there, I'll have to get to later because I just had to do that from memory. I cannot see right now. I'm a blind man talking on the radio. I recently had my eyes dilated and, uh, which essentially means my pupils are ginormous right now, so I can sort of see lights and, and shapes and, and colors and whatnot. I can make out as I look at my wife and my son, I can make out which is which. But reading fine print uh, is, is not my strength at the moment. But do not worry, because my voice works just fine, and there's a lot to discuss. The news coming out of Hallis Hall, I'm sure many of you, likely most of you, are at least aware that the Bears do have a new general manager We'll wait and see if we're going to get some kind of a presser or press conference is going to officially announce Ryan Poles as the new GM for the Chicago Bears. But if that doesn't end up being the case, then it's because they are all, including Ryan Poles, going to be hard at work on finding the next head ball coach, the next head man, the next dude with the big whistle who's going to be leading the Chicago Bears out onto that field over at Soldier Field. So I'd say overall, the reaction fairly positive you know it's nice to see things you know trending in in a positive manner on social media related to the bears because that hadn't always been the case especially throughout this past season but i uh really up until the last few days here i anthony heron on twitter and instagram at big ant heron i've not been uh you know very succinctly aware of ryan poles and his past his present what he's been doing in the national football league but as his name has become uh, more and more prominent in the the GM search has been going on, and certainly as it's been uh, more reported widely that the Bears have had a deeper and deeper interest in him, been reaching out, been talking to a few folks, and even as uh, as recently as this morning, just in hearing that his his name was was one chief amongst those that folks are going to be looking at really closely before the gig was accepted. Reached out to a few folks just for uh, you know a few more details just on what what his role has been in Kansas City, the impressions of those who've worked with him and heard, and as tends to be the case in, in a situation like this, when someone gets a prominent job, you hear a whole lot of positive things. You know, if, when someone gets a job like this, especially when it's the first time they've gotten a job like this, it can be difficult at times to find someone to to say something negative about them. But, you know, I think we've we've all sort of witnessed this and been through it enough to not necessarily overreact and assume too much about what the results will end up being. But I would say this, that I am I'm at present. I'm, I'm unsurprised by the the positive results of the process up to this point for the Bears, because, I mean, frankly, we've this portion of the process we've seen under. George McCaskey's time, I think the hiring, as I've been saying this for weeks now, the hiring hasn't really been at least my issue with anything the Bears have been doing. I mean, Ryan Pace was a well, the last RP who was running all the, all the football stuff for the Bears over at Hallis. 
he was a well-regarded candidate who a whole lot of folks were interested in and was coming from a good regime there with the Saints in New Orleans and had been around a lot of winning and a lot of the things that you would like. You, you want someone who's been associated with winning. You want someone who's been in the league for a minute. You want someone who's young and energetic and an up-and-comer and all those things. You know, all those boxes were checked for Ryan Pace as well, and he got here for seven seasons. Things uh, there, there was one winning season in that time in the seven seasons that Ryan Pace was here. So today doesn't guarantee the Bears a thing, but I'm unsurprised that they have hired what seems to be a quality candidate, a well-regarded candidate, because we, we have seen them able to accomplish that before. And so I, I think this portion of it so far, they've definitively gotten gotten right, as far as I can tell. Again, doesn't guarantee them a thing, but I like everything that I've heard so far about Ryan Poles. And one of the things that I even I tweeted out earlier today before the, the hire of Ryan Poles became official, or actually, I didn't tweet it out yet, but one of the things that I had heard back from folks uh, that I hadn't yet tweeted out until Adam Schefter ended up putting it out on Twitter was, was essentially just something I'd, I'd really gotten or earlier today verbatim from someone specifically about Ryan Poles. And it read as such. It says, uh, he's a really special dude, smart, organized, detailed, real football guy with modern-day philosophical approach, combines old school and new school. And that's that's really a familiar refrain from, from folks who I've reached out to specifically about Ryan Poles, that even though he's you know at 36 years old, certainly not going to be one uh, bringing the curve up from an age perspective as a general manager, but it's not uncommon at this point. Mid-30s, late-30s, early-40s, that's fine. It's a job being the GM, being the, you know, sort of the not only the head scout, but the one sort of overseeing all of the operations. And, and within the way the Bears are structured, this job will not only be about scouting the talent that's going to hit the field for the Bears. I mean, one of the things that you know became especially kind of coming down the stretch here as uh, it was being evaluated whether or not the Bears would move on from Ryan Pace. One of the things that folks were sort of pointing out uh, from a positive perspective about Pace was that he oversaw some of the, you know, some of the restructuring, some of the construction at Hallis Hall, and a few of the things that were sort of a little different in the, the structure of the personnel and the evaluation process with the Bears. And you know, he isn't necessarily wasn't going to be involved in the um, in the Arlington Park move that's going on. That's mainly Ted Phillips, as we heard during the press conference, but some of the non-talent acquisition portion of things that Ryan Pace was responsible for, those around the organization and those who were monitoring that more closely had a lot of positive things to say about Ryan Pace and his management of that. In the end, the team on the field wasn't winning enough. But those other roles, those, those other jobs that are associated with just the entire football operation, of course, Ryan Poles will be responsible for bringing in personnel to to manage a lot of these things for him, to delegate some of these things, whether it is you know essentially making sure that the the strength and conditioning staff is up to par, making sure that your personnel who run the salary cap for you are are up to par and, and have you up with the, the latest information. Your your scouts who are you know scouring the country and evaluating folks at all different levels of amateur athletics and professional football, just in making sure that you have folks out there around the country, and that's where. His main experience has been most recently with the Kansas City Chiefs is is in scouring the globe and having overseeing the scouting departments all around the country 
for the Chiefs in making sure that their process leading into the draft and leading into each offseason and, frankly, even during the season as a lot of transactions have to take place, he has been most responsible for that in recent years in Kansas City. And I suppose uh, you know, what, what I find to be sort of a, an interesting little tidbit, little nugget about Ryan Poles, he was a member of the Chicago Bears you know, for a fairly brief period of time after his football career at Boston College. He actually got, got invited to training camp and, and spent a brief time with the Bears, made it down to the final cutdown. And then from there, when he didn't make the Bears roster, he wasn't one of these guys like, you know, for myself, for my, my playing career, I'm a few years older. I'm a handful of years older than Ryan Poles. But for me, when I initially got cut by the Lions and I get picked up, put on the practice squad by Green Bay, and I get you know, brought back to Detroit later in the season on the active roster, and I'm injured and kind of bouncing around. And so over my you know, five seasons of time in the NFL, it's one of those things where you go through some of those, those procedures, those processes just in your mind, trying to figure out how, how long are you willing to do that? How devoted are you to wanting to, to stick to being a professional football player? And Ryan Poles is a guy who pretty quickly figured out after evaluating some other job opportunities, he pretty quickly determined that he wanted to, even if it wasn't going to be as a player, wanted to stay in the football world and just figure out where that could lead him. And he did it in, in amateur athletics for a brief period of time and has been uh, in the NFL for a fairly extended period of time. At this point, he's been a finalist for several different jobs here over the last couple of seasons, even in this cycle specifically, a finalist for, for three different, three out of the four general manager openings that, that's been you know, sort of bandied about over this past month here in the NFL. Ryan Poles was a finalist for them. And uh, like the, the Bills ended up deciding on Joe Shane instead of him. There was an interview set up for the Vikings as, as Poles was a finalist for the Vikings gig that he was going to leave Chicago, go directly to the Twin Cities, interview with the Vikings from here. And, you know, I, I know it looks looks goofy and jokes are getting cracked about, you know, about George McCaskey showing up at O'Hare and, you know, snatching up the bag for Ryan Poles. And, you know, when, when you see George McCaskey in person, I've only seen him at Bears events and the Bears events I've seen him at in the past. He's usually decked out uh, like a big Bears billboard. He's got all his Bears gear on and he's you know out there you know picking up little pieces of trash and throwing it away and you know just sort of like he terms himself one of the fans. He seems to make every effort to to come across in that manner and that's where I've seen him. So the only I've never seen George McCaskey in like in person in business attire. I've only seen him outdoors at various Bears events like when the draft was in town and things of that sort in his like Bears starter jacket or his Bears letter jacket or whatever that exactly would be and just out there in somewhat casual garb and so for him showing up like a Bears billboard at O'Hare doesn't necessarily surprise me to look a little bit goofy sure but one of the things that we've been discussing here with, with this process the Bears have been going through and especially I was talking to Lawrence about it yesterday in my segments with him this week was going to be key from a timing perspective for the Bears because going a couple of weeks in all these different interviews that they've been going through for general manager, for head coach, in trying to determine who they were going to make offers to, who they were going to hire, as they went through this process and got things more and more sort of you know succinctly determined how they wanted to go about it, who they wanted to try and hire, and having Bill Polian involved in the process. And, yeah, there's a lot of conjecture about whether or not, you know, it's going to be this situation where Polian was only going to, you know, recommend folks from Indianapolis and people he's got direct ties to or anything else. And, I mean, 
you know, this is such a relationship based business. It wouldn't have been surprising. And I understood the, the concern for that. While at the same time, Bill Polian's a pro. You know, I mean, I, and frankly, the, the Bears wants, want what's best for the Bears. I don't think they've, you know, as much as they're not winning on the field, I don't, I don't think they're just the most gullible people in the world either who would just say if Bill Polian gave him a list of two dozen people who all worked under him or, you know, who he knows from the Indianapolis Colts, then I think that would raise quite a red flag with the folks over there at Hallis Hall who he's been working with going through this process of looking for the general manager and eventually the head coach. So having some, some folks with Colts ties or Polian ties involved in the process – Cool. I mean, it, it's good. It's not surprising. Bill Polian would know some good football people, but I do like and I'm unsurprised by the fact that as they came down to this decision for the offer of general manager and then the eventual hire that got made, that it wasn't someone who's viewed as being like right there who's worked under Polian or directly knows Polian or anything along those lines. Because, you know, in the end, everybody's while Polian will be able to leave and go elsewhere. Sure, his name will still be attached with this and he's getting paid I'm sure handsomely for this recommendation he would like it to to work out and that, that doesn't mean that for him the only way he could foresee this working out would be someone who's been in Indianapolis um, so I'm, I'm not surprised by that I'm not surprised George McCaskey showed up in you know looking like a Bears billboard at O'Hare and in the end I don't think that Ryan Poles would necessarily accept the job solely because of that but however that little personal touch comes off it certainly showed the the importance that George McCaskey was putting on Ryan Poles, the, the importance of Ryan Poles becoming the Bears general manager and for the, I, I'm just, you know, chairman of the board, whatever. He's the owner of the team. He, you know, his mom owns the team. Virginia's the one, you know, at the top of the billboard, the top of the totem pole. But when it comes down to it, George is essentially the owner of the team. So for the owner of the Chicago Bears to show up at O'Hare, grab your bag and, and say, hey, let's go take a ride, get this thing done. I respect that, man, and, and I do think that as, as much as the, the win-loss record, and I've talked in detail about a, a lot of the, the ways I believe the Bears can try to find improvements in the process once these hires get made, but the fact that a, a candidate who was, who, was much, who was very well regarded by a lot of other teams around the league and has been for several seasons now that the Bears went out closed that deal with Ryan Poles and have now reportedly have every plan on giving him the control over who gets hired as the head coach. You know, I think up to this point, well done by the Bears, and I'm not shocked by that. What what will surprise me will be to see how, and the the questions that I want Ryan Poles to be able to answer once he first addresses the media is how will the structure of the Bears be geared towards development and improvement for the staff season, season over season? Because that's where, in my opinion, the Bears have lacked. You know, hiring... Tressman, I didn't think that was a terrible hire at the time. A lot of other folks didn't. That didn't work out. Hiring John Fox, I didn't think that was a terrible hire, but it didn't work out. Hiring Matt Nagy, I didn't think at the time that was a terrible hire. In retrospect, none of those hires worked out. That's what the Bears need to address. But I, I think they've hired the first quality person who's going to lead their football operations as the GM. Well done, Bears. I have every assumption that the head coach they hire will be someone and you know, Plenty of candidates who've been out there. It's a good list they have. I think they're going to hire a good candidate as a head coach. Then from there, the real work begins. I got about another two hours, 45 minutes of work for you this evening. I'm going to take a timeout, come back, because apparently my guy Groats hasn't been on the air talking about this at all yet today on the score. Since Ryan Poles, the news has hit the, uh, the public sphere that he will be the new general manager for the Chicago Bears. 
Mark Grody is up there every day at Hallis Hall throughout the season and quite often over the offseason. Very curious where Groats sits with things and, and the types of questions he's curious about from the first time he'll be able to talk with Ryan Poles. Also, what he's hearing out there as he's been beating the bushes a bit. Take a time out, come back, and talk to my guy Mark Grody right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Yeah, as you grow, you, your voice becomes heard a little bit more, and you go from the guy that's just collecting data and, and submitting it to the person that's organizing and, and leading and um, helping make decisions and big decisions on where your roster is going to go next. So uh, that process has been great. Andy Reid is one of the best leaders, if not the best leader I've been a part of. Uh, you ask about this week, I can tell you even last year through the season, that guy is steady. He's the same guy every single day, every week, no matter if we have injuries, no matter if we lose a game, he's the same guy. And, and everyone feeds off of that. There's no panic. There's never panic. There's confidence. We just go to work every day, every week. And the results have been great. The voice of the new head football guy for the Chicago Bears, their new general manager, Ryan Poles. That interview was conducted by Mike Catalano, who covers the Buffalo Bills. They were talking uh, just last week uh, leading into the Kansas City Chiefs-Buffalo Bills game. So we appreciate that sound from Catalano and that discussion that was just recently had with the new Bears general manager, Ryan Poles. Let's go out to the guest hotline. Guests join us on the score hotline presented by Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Let's go out to the man that you know well, the guy who you love hearing on all kinds of platforms here in and around 670. The score here is on Twitter at Mark Grody Sports. He is the aforementioned Mark Grody. Groats, what's happening, man? Big Ants, Anthony Heron. It is great to talk to you, man. What's going on? Well, the Bears are making news, and um, you know I, I think that folks are, I suppose, understandably skeptical about the the process, the procedure, and everything like that. Just in in getting to this point, there's been so much conjecture about basically what the Bears are going to mess up before they start hiring folks. And yeah, you know, I'm sure I've said it to you at some point here in recent weeks that I, my issue has rarely been who the Bears have hired here over the past decade. It's the results after what I think are, you know, representative <laughs> hires that get made. That's my bigger concern. So, I mean, I, I think Ryan Pohl's a guy who was very well regarded. A lot of other folks wanted, and they didn't let him get out of Chicago and head to the Twin Cities. I think so far so good, at least with this hire getting made, is my impression. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I was talking to Studs before I came on with you, Anthony, uh, Anthony Adam Studzinski, your executive producer tonight. <laughs> and the way I phrased it to him is is what I'll say now is when you look at the resume and you read up on Ryan Poles, as I obviously have, and listen to anything I can get my hands on, there is nothing unlikable about him. There's nothing in his resume that is bad. You know, 13 years with a wonderful organization in Kansas City, especially recently. He has risen from wherever he was 13 years ago to the executive director of player personnel at the age of 36. If you, you know, I always think that, you know, you get a young guy with one would suspect younger ideas. I think that age does matter. It's a good thing in this case. And then there's a couple other things that, that I, I like about Ryan Poles is that, look, he, he was 
This is not the first time around. He has interviewed before. He has been considered before for jobs for Carolina last year. He was a finalist for the New York Giants this year. And here he is landing now with the Bears. The best part of everything that I took in and consumed today and read about this man, Ryan Poles, today is that is the diversity of learning that he has had, having worked with Scott Pioli in New England, and then they go to Kansas City together. Pioli eventually is out of there. In comes John Dorsey, a Ron Wolf guy. So he gets a little taste of that. And then recently with, with Andy Reid and company, he has gotten you know a little taste of all of that. So I think that that that's really important to have had that because usually it lines up with one guy, which sometimes is fine. But as we just found out with Matt Nagy, and I know that's head coach, it wasn't like the the link to Andy Reid was was any correlation to being a good head coach with the Bears. No doubt, and it, it is interesting to see a, a future Hall of Fame coach like Andy Reid, and you know all the different tentacles that are out there around the league. You got the the Bill Belichick tree of of former assistants and and personnel folks who've gotten their various opportunities around the league and you got the Andy Reid tree. So those are the the older guys who've got folks everywhere and then of course now you get the the Sean McVay tree that's kind of starting up too. But I think specific yeah. to Andy Reid it, it does at least feel like from from a coach and a a front office perspective that his tree has been well a recent history in Chicago doesn't prove that out but overall the Andy Reid tree both of coach and front office people has been amongst the most successful in football for quite a while now. I wonder what what you think Ryan Poles, who you know played the game at a, at a high level and now has been in the personnel side of things at a high level. What do you, what have you heard? What has your your research told you over the last few hours, couple of days, whatever it's been, just about what he takes from that that Kansas City experience and the the versatility you referenced there that that the Bears could really benefit from. Yeah, and I think that. The big thing, if we're just talking about his 13 years with Kansas City, it's, you know, as I said, surviving several regimes, but which is a a pretty tough trick to turn for anybody surviving multiple regimes. There's obviously something about him that is really impressive, and you hope it goes beyond his ability to interview. But, you know, in, in the spirit of your question further, Anthony, you know, having been around all of that for that long and soaking it up for a long time as well and asking specific questions to those guys. And who knows? Like, the best part about it is, is what we don't know about Ryan Poles is, like, who of that group did he did he say, oh, man, I— I'm not sure about all that. I, Scott Pioli, I, I don't know if I'd like John Dorsey, this concept conceptually here, even Andy Reid, you know, there maybe there's things that he has taken from him and his command of a football team that he's looked at and said, I, I don't like. So, so it's not always like, sometimes you learn what you don't want to be when you're hmm. around all of those people for that long. I mean, we have seen, I remember Joe Madden used to talk about that, that there was some, there was some management styles that he witnessed, that he was around, that he hated 
hated the guys that he was stuck, you know, being below for years and years and years. And there was that process of elimination. So not only is Ryan Poles able to take something from each of these different places, he could also figure out over that long of a time, figure out what I don't like. And he can come in and he can craft it however he wants with, with the good stuff and, and take out the bad stuff from all of those guys. So I think that that's like just the panel of, of different guys. And as I said earlier, the diversity of learning is the part that I've most enjoyed reading up with Ryan Poles. Mark Grody with me here on the score on the Circle Resort and Casino Hotline in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And the Bears went through, and I, you know, I would see you post every once in a while just with some updates on their, their candidates and, and finalists and went through about a baker's dozen as far as the interviews that have been conducted with various general manager possibilities. And I'm wondering, do you have much of a sense for, for what maybe separates Ryan Poles or, or separated Ryan Poles from some of the other candidates and a lot of them very impressive candidates, but do you, have you been able to glean much of a sense for, for what made Ryan Poles the guy as opposed to some of these other interview candidates that have been coming through? Yeah, it's, it's really tough. And unless the, the, the bears, Mo was now when they hired. Now, I, let, let's go back now. Now that you asked the question, let's go back. And man, I, I should know this, but was Jerry Angelo a first-time GM when he was? I think he was. I think that mm. was his first GM job. I know he was in deep or near the top with the New York Giants, but I think Jerry Angelo, that might have been a first GM job. Lord knows that Phil Emery's was a first time (laughs) GM gig. So I'm putting this together a little bit here in real time. You know, Ryan Pace, a, again, he, he's got a clean, clean record. You know what I mean? He, young kid comes in, he's never been a GM before. And now here, here you are again, and I, I don't know if the ages are exactly the same. I know you know places in life might be a little different, but the age, very close with Ryan Poles. He obviously, once it's official, he will be a first-time general manager. So you start to see a description of the types of guys that maybe that the Bears like, and you know what you know some of the guys that have done things in the past, and you know you never know how much that plays plays a part in this. But that's really the only. It's a great question, and it's one that I'm looking forward to to asking and see if we can get to the bottom of. But that's the only thing I can come up with in common is that they like the fresh, new, young general managers. And gross, I I just got my eyes dilated uh, not too long ago. So the the small print and fine print of looking at things on the computer screen or on my phone are a bit of a struggle. But studs <laughs> did just tell me in my ear that Jerry Angelo he was d- the director of player personnel for the Bucks in Tampa Bay before getting the gig in Chicago. So so uh, yeah. yes, the, the Bears so were was. his first. Yeah, so this is his first GM. Would that job. make? I mean, would would that is that just coincidence? You think, or do you think that there is something to that? That every one of them was was the first time, let's just say, in charge mm-hmm. of a fifty-three man roster. I mean, what do you think? I, I mean, is that is that anything, or is that just like grasping at straws at this point? No, I mean, I think it's definitely a pattern, and and, and that's the thing, and that's where I think we've seen a pattern for for the Bears at, at, as George McCaskey has taken over the the day-to-day role of being the chairman and, and running the Bears' operations consistently. We've also seen the pattern of them sort of vacillating back and forth with the kind of, you know, coaching archetype, you know, going from 
from Lovey yeah. Smith, the, the the defensive guy, a little longer in the tooth by the time they moved on there, but had been all around the block in the NFL for years. And all right, let let's go get this kind of offensive outsider in Mark Tressman, and then the offensive outsider. <laughs> Whoa, that was that flamed out in two years. So let's that go and get way John Fox. This... <laughs> yeah, let, let's yeah. go back to sort of this older coachy coach defensive uh, yes. guy, and then of course you vacillate from John Fox. To Matt Nagy, younger guy, offensive guy, potential QB whisperer guru type. And my thing, Groats, has been that since Lovey, none of these coaching hires has has worked out to any any consistent success. And and that's what what really occurs to me, at least the pattern that we've seen here. But I I think the pattern for GM – I think you're definitely right there. That's at least worthy of, of paying attention to. Yeah, they yeah. seem to have a pattern of getting the first-timer who you know, as a GM. Yeah, they have. And, and I'll say this, too. Like, I mean, there, there was a time in the Bears' history where, like, prior to the Jerry Angelo, they had only had, I think in the previous 10 years, they had only had a, a it was uh, Mark Hatley, who was the director or the in charge of player personnel? There was nobody named general manager for years. I, I believe in the '80s, Jerry Venisi might have been the GM. I do believe there was somebody who did do that job then. Um, I know Jim Finks was the team president, but they, that's never, for whatever reason, the Bears have always been a, a little bit skeptical for some <laughs> reason of that title of general manager. And I don't know. I guess maybe because maybe. Maybe you got to pay them more. I'm not sure what, what the reason has been. <laughs> we'll all that extra always, personnel around here collecting paychecks. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. And then, and then when they go hire guys, it is first-time GMs. I don't really have a problem with, with any of that. I mean, if, if, that, if that's the MO, I, I, like, I think it's just unlucky if, that's, if you keep striking out on that type of person to fit some of the things that are, you know, if we're right about this, that are categorized. Who doesn't like the idea of of the young hotshot candidate coming in with new ideas because that's the way you could spin it for Ryan Poles as well. You could say, yeah, man, he's the fresh thing. You know, he's young. He's been with one of the great organizations of the last decade plus. Like, the Bears got the guy. But really what it comes down to is, and I tweeted about this today, is, is all of this. Like, all of it sounds great. It seems to me I stamp it as a good hire or, again, I don't see anything bad about this hire, just to keep it on a on an even plane. But what Ryan Poles does when he comes in, I mean, we, we have to, somebody like this, without the resume of having worked in the NFL as the guy in charge of the 53-man roster, that's going to be interesting to see what the moves are, whether they're splash moves, where you start to get to see, okay, I see what this guy is all about. Oh, okay, he does he does like Justin Fields, you know, uh, you know, just whatever. You start to see the subtleties and then things that become more obvious, too, on how he goes about doing things. And then does he have success with doing it that way? So there's a lot to learn. What did you make of of George McCaskey showing up at the airport, you know, in his full Bears regalia, meeting up with Ryan Poles? I mean, it it seemed it, it was indicative to me of either or either he was going to do that with every second interview that was showing up in Chicago. You, you can't just do that with one guy, or it meant that this one guy was the guy. And I, you know, yeah. I, I thought it obviously placed a level of importance on Ryan Poles and how George McCaskey saw him. I I have to say. 
I was a little bit disappointed with people on Twitter and just listening to everybody commenting on it because I was like, with all the stuff that that George McCaskey took and justified some of it in the in the press conference, obviously, mm-hmm. like this was just so, like, okay, give the guy a break at this right. point. If right. he's showing up to O'Hare <laughs> with his bear stuff on and he's be spirited, obviously this is the guy they were going to hire. It's mm-hmm. so 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 small in the grant. It it, it doesn't even register with me exactly. on the anger scale. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm like saying, well, you know, you know, come on, let him out like this wasn't that bad i'm not even talking about in degrees of bad there was nothing about that that was bad but unfortunately right now a recency bias george mccaskey doesn't have a lot of trust with the Mm. fans and from all of us in the media i suppose but i i had no problem with that in fact i thought it was kind of (laughs) nice Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, you, you know. Got, I mean, he's spirits. basically the owner. He's certainly one of the owners, if not the owner of the team. Certainly the front-facing yes. owner of the Chicago Bears, showing up at the airport, grabbing the bag for the guy. Yes, George McCaskey. And, you know, pretty much every public event, he's out there. Certainly the ones I've seen. And Matt, he's he's like a Bears billboard, and he tries to give off that every man, you know, common man type of That's vibe. Fine. And, yeah. But I mean, th- this is your candidate. This is the one you want. This is obviously the one he wanted to hire, and he went out there and yes. didn't let him get out of Chicago. So if it meant, absolutely, yeah, this is a family organization. I'm going to show up and and get my dude, and then he got his dude. Like whether right. or not it ends up being the right hire, we'll have to evaluate. But I don't have any issue with George McCaskey yeah. showing up to pick him up. Well, I don't. I don't get why that would be a problem aside from just this sort of you know skeptical lens that that things with the Bears are being viewed through right now. And as, yeah. at the moment. We don't really have a GM. Well, now we got a GM. We haven't had a GM or a coach to direct that ire at. So basically, it's like every move George McCaskey makes comes in for question now. I, I totally understand the skeptical lens, but sometimes you you gotta you gotta zoom that lens out and yeah. look at it and say, okay, the owner is showing he's wearing his Bears gear because he wants to make sure that the the T's get crossed and the I's get mm-hmm. dotted, and he wants to show a little pride for Ryan Poles. Hey, Bears fans, we have done it, and instead everybody's like, oh, what's going on here with this? This is ridiculous. They're making jokes about it, and you know yeah. I love jokes, Anthony. Right. You know that. Right. I just think that this one what like maybe it was almost too obvious and too it's like it can go two ways like because i knew it it's gonna go two ways because i saw the photo early either everybody's gonna make fun of this or gonna be like oh cool you know what i mean like but and of course in the world we in which we live it right. went it went the jokey way which which usually i support and understand but in this case i was like come on let, let's let's find the less obvious material today yeah, I, I completely agree, Matt. I had zero issue with it. And None. frankly, you know, we'll, we'll we'll hear from Ryan Poles at some point, whether it's before the coaching hire. It seems like since we haven't necessarily heard any reports of a press conference or press availability, maybe he's just getting right into the work of making sure they got to hire the coach. So maybe we're not going to hear from him. But at whatever point we do, you yeah. know, this seems like folks I've talked to specifically about Ryan Poles and everything that's reported out there, like, you know, things that have been talked to me about, like, he's a family guy, he's this great person. And so that interpersonal sort of human side of things, just to the potential for giving George McCaskey some credit on, he said, you know what, maybe this is a, a maneuver that Ryan Poles will value as opposed to like sending out the, the charter jet and here, here's the Bears, Learjet, yeah. let's assume they have one. 
maybe he doesn't necessarily place value on that type of thing. Maybe it's the interpersonal. Maybe it's the human side of things that Ryan Poles would actually just dig and, and get something yeah. from and knowing that you're, you're going to answer to me, you're going to directly report to me, and I'm willing to come into the airport and get you. And it's, since Ryan Poles canceled his Vikings interview and accepted the Bears gig, it seemed like that was a proper read from George McCaskey. I think it's fair to give credit for that. Oh yeah, and it's and from Ryan Poles, you're talking about maybe maybe Ryan will appreciate that, and we we you know he seems to to have humility about him. He seems to be be a modest man and all that kind of stuff. But this is what a great job for Ryan Poles. I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. like your your first general manager job is in in a big market, you know, heritage franchise, charter franchise, like and with the, the squad that happened to sign you out of college, like you know, he didn't have a lengthy yeah, his career, but that's right. a big deal, man. When you're a player out of college, you signed with an NFL ball club, that is a big deal. So I wonder if that was even a factor for polls as well. Oh yeah, no, I, it it probably was. So this is look there. I mean, I, not I, I, because of how few jobs, relatively speaking, there are thirty two of these jobs. Like all of them are going to be valuable, but duh, some of them are bigger than others. <laughs> and the Bears is always going to be in the top ten of those giants in the NFL that are going to be. I mean, there's some things that are unpleasant about Chicago, and the weather does suck, and it is a factor. <laughs> it, it look, it, it's got to be a factor. I would imagine with some guys. There is opportunity cost with Chicago, but just in terms of, you know, sheer job, what jobs you got? I got the Bears job. That's pretty good. Like, you know, I mean, the, in, conversationally, that ain't, that's not bad. Like, if you talk about the Tennessee, oh, I got the Tennessee job. Well, that's cool. That's nice. You know, Tennessee's cool, but, you know, Bears is going to elicit a different response. Yeah, I got the Jags job. All right, congratulations right. and all. Yeah, you're near the beach. The that's that's yeah, right. A lot a lot of land out there. That that's great. But yeah, no bears. Yeah. Right, right, no doubt. Bears. Groats, appreciate you, man. Great stuff. No surprise <laughs> there. We know you'll be all over the Twitter sphere at Mark Grody Sports as more news breaks out of Hallis. What do you think? Just a couple of days and we'll have a, a head coaching hire? Uh, I would imagine it'll happen pretty quickly, but if if indeed Ryan Poles is doing the interviewing. You gotta mm-hmm. give him the, like he like it would seem kind of weird to me for him to come in and be like, "Yep, yeah, it's it's up to you," and say mm-hmm. you've got forty eight hours to get that done. So so it's very possible the Bears have narrowed the list for him with all these guys that they have interviewed. But if he's really mm-hmm. doing it, I don't know. Like I'd like to think. Now you've brought up another whole great question here. <laughs> I I I would have thought probably initially like first take would have been yeah in the next forty eight hours. But is it realistic for this guy who's never hired somebody this? important in his life that to get it done in 48 hours the answer to that big ant is i don't know all right i feel you gross well i do have some thoughts on that i'm going to share after this time out before i get to the top of the hour because that subject is a very important one as far as the next move for those chicago i'll be listening big boy take care i know you will gross go enjoy your hard-boiled eggs my friend (laughs) see you man bye all right, that is the great Mark Grody with me on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline, home of the world's largest sports book. And that final topic that he touched on there is one that is very important for the Bears. So I'm going to take this time out. And uh, when I return, Adam Studzinski, that is specifically where I want to go, specifically to what the next moves are for the Bears. How does that play out? And how does the way that this process has gone and what specifically the Bears did in handling this process that I think allows sort of a, let's call it a smooth transition 
for Ryan Poles, the, the newest RP as the GM for your beloved Chicago Bears. Take a time out. Tell you what I mean by that on the other side of this break. I'm Anthony Heron on Twitter and Instagram at Big Ant Heron. You're listening to Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Go Bears. I would say that since the uh, you know since the Bulls are limping along a little bit, to, at least at the moment, it's nice to have something something new, something newsworthy, something that folks all around the country are reacting to in a positive manner related to the Chicago Bears and the the hire of Ryan Poles as the general manager has a you know pretty resoundingly received positive accolades so far. Again, not surprising in, in my estimation. We, we have seen the Bears hire what seemed to be the right people before. Now, what happens from this point it is very important in my opinion. And once I get to the, the top of the 7 o'clock hour, I'm going to let you hear from Ryan Poles himself. Uh, and, and those who know Ryan Poles will get to throughout the night as well. But the, the process of getting here is, is done now as, as the GM candidate has been hired and you know, like I was just talking with Groats about a minute ago. I just think that because you know, we're just we're fairly jaded uh, about using the collective we, but so many folks are just kind of jaded about how the Bears go about their business. I, frankly, just because of the the frustrating results on the field at times. I mean, I, I think as I've said, I've heard words like dysfunctional used about the Bears, and I, I don't really see what's dysfunctional about the Bears franchise. Like, you want to tell me Jacksonville is dysfunctional, Miami's dysfunctional? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. There's some dysfunctional teams in the National Football League. Bears have underperformed. That, that doesn't automatically uh, equal dysfunction, in my opinion. But from here, what, what happens next? And that's where I think it's, it's going to be very important. And like Spiegel, Matt Spiegel was talking about it earlier on Parkins and Spiegel with some of the things that, that he's heard, that he was reporting. And I've heard very similar things about how the process has been going for the Bears. I, I told you even last week that the Bears were certainly looking to hire the general manager first. But part of the reason that they were interviewing head coaching candidates was in the hopes that two things. One, if they were going to just have their their socks knocked off by one of these head coaching candidates, they wanted to be in a position to pounce if if necessary. If it just felt like, you know, someone they were just so floored they had to hire that individual now, or if this individual they were floored by had another opportunity that was going to be right there and they just felt like they needed to seal the deal, they at least wanted to be having that homework done. Thus just leaving options open. But the the preference Nay, the, the, the plan the entire time for the Bears has been to hire the GM first. And now that that's done, a couple of things have been going on here. One, a variety of this Baker's dozen of, of the general manager candidates who they've been talking to, they've been allowing the opportunity for them to communicate directly with these coaching candidates. And they've also been getting a sense for who these general manager candidates like as their head coaching candidates. That's just a part of the process. When you spend all these hours talking to individuals, you're not only learning about them, asking about them, you're finding about their process for how they would want to structure the organization, but also getting a sense for who do they think suits, who who are the individuals who they would consider hiring, who do they think would work to to lead the Chicago Bears into the football future. So I don't necessarily think that now that the Bears are really just the, the second GM needy team, the New York Giants hired 
Joe Shane, now the Chicago Bears, have hired Ryan Poles. So they're not way behind the eight ball from a timing perspective in making this happen, especially with it happening this week. There's still multiple weeks of postseason play to come. You've got the all-star circuit that will play out here. So how quickly will Ryan Poles be able to have his his sort of scouting and evaluation infrastructure in place? That certainly matters, but I, I do think that him getting to the, the head coach portion of this and the fact that that you know reportedly the Bears are going to give him total autonomy over that, it's not a bad thing that some homework has already been done by the folks at Hallis Hall. And and you know, to to say that it's Ryan Poles who will do the hiring or George McCaskey doing the hiring, again, like I keep reminding folks, George McCaskey owns the team. The McCaskey name is on those checks coming out of Hallis Hall. So in the end, all these hires are his responsibility. So in my opinion, McCaskey admitting that he doesn't know football doesn't bother me a lick. Now, structurally, whether or not some things should be adjusted to to account for that in an enhanced way, I think that's a that's a more defined discussion to have about this. Because most owners, almost all, I'll just I'll leave the door open and say a jar and just say almost all owners don't know a whole lot about football. That doesn't bother me. But getting the right people in place as you make these hires it is really what's key for the Bears. And I do believe that the way they've gone about this will still set up Ryan Poles in, in a fairly strong position to make a quality head coaching hire. And frankly, a whole lot of folks are interested in this gig too, which shouldn't be surprising to anyone. But again, the way we kind of hear this being discussed, folks are kind of surprised that there's this quality list of candidates out there. It's not only about whether or not the Bears are capable of putting a good list together, but it's a coveted job to work for the Chicago Bears. So it really shouldn't be, you know, flooring anyone that GMs and, and head coaches want this gig. It's not only one of the 32 only jobs in the NFL, but frankly, it's, it's the Bears. The Bears bring up the food chain. The Bears are, are upping the curve when it comes down to, you know, which which jobs people around the business really want to be involved in. So I spent this first hour talking a lot about Ryan Poles and just like Studs and I were joking about in the break, Really got to train your brain to to say the Bears GM is Ryan Poles and not the other Ryan P who's been relieved of his command, Ryan Pace. But we were here directly from the man himself, Ryan Poles, on the other side of a timeout as we get to the top of the 7 o'clock hour. And during the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to have a, a Fox 32 the sports anchor, Caitlin Sharkey, who was in, in year two. I really suppose starting year three at this point, now that we're in 2022, we're from Caitlin Sharkey and talk to her a little bit in the second hour that I'm here with you tonight as well. Specific to some of the things going on in Green Bay. We'll get into some of that with Sharkey and a number of other things. She covers the Bears on a daily basis, just like Mark Grody does. So there'll be a lot that we will have the opportunity to discuss with Caitlin Sharkey. But when I come back, you will hear from the new general manager of the Chicago Bears with his own voice and his own words, Ryan Poles. We'll hear from him next on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 